Welcome to Cato Daily Podcast. This is Anastasia Yaglova, your host. Today, Thursday, February 15th, the Cato Institute releases Michael Tanner's new book, Leviathan on the Right. Michael is Cato's Director of Health and Welfare Studies, and his new book deals with how big government conservatism brought down the Republican Revolution of 1996. In conjunction with the book release, the Cato Institute is hosting a book forum this afternoon with comments by former Special Assistant to President Bush, Danielle Cassie, and former House Majority Leader, Dick Armey. Be sure to watch the forum on our website in real time or watch a video of the event if you can't catch the forum at noon. You're the Director for Health and Welfare Studies here at Cato. So what prompted you to write a book on the state of the Republican Revolution? Well, on all the issues that I cover for Cato, health care reform, welfare, even Social Security, I increasingly found that the really bad ideas were not just coming from the Democratic left, but from the Republican right. We were finding things like mandatory health insurance coming out of Mitt Romney in Massachusetts, proposals for faith-based funding of charities, or federal marriage initiatives coming out of the Heritage Foundation. Increasingly, it seemed that big government conservatives were dominating the debate over social welfare policies. And then as I looked further into it, I found that the same big government conservatives were dominating the debate on so many other things, from civil liberties to education policy. And I felt that someone really needed to expose this. Okay, tell me a little bit more about some of the conclusions that you've reached in the course of researching this book. I think that there's been a real shift in both the Republican Party and the conservative movement more generally. They've really moved away from the core of Reagan-Goldwater conservatism, which was a belief in limited government, the idea that the government that governs least governs best, as Thomas Jefferson supposedly said, to a new type of conservatism that says we can use big government for conservative ends. It's a real ends-justifies-the-means type of conservatism. I think that politically this is a disaster, as the last election showed, but more importantly, I think it's a real threat to the liberties and freedom of Americans. What are the roots of the trends that led to the November defeats? Well, I think it's a combination of a variety of currents that have been circulating in conservative thought, from the neoconservatives, who really were former Marxists and later sort of conservative Democrats and never lost their attraction to big government, at least in domestic policy, to the national greatness conservatives, representative by Bill Kristol and David Brooks and others who believe we have to have some great national purpose to bind us together as a nation. But even the religious right, which has moved from wanting to be left alone to increasingly wanting to impose their own moral vision through government policy, and supply-siders, who, while they got the economics correct, have gotten this idea that somehow, as long as you cut taxes, you don't have to deal with the messy issues of the size of government. And finally, I think we need to look at Newt Gingrich and the sort of technophiles who believe that Almost any size of government is good as long as it's done with computers. They have this sort of belief that it's all about technology, not about people. There's strong evidence that without the support of the religious right, conservatives and Republicans would never have won in the first place. Well, certainly there was a broad coalition among Republicans for a long time that included both the religious right and social conservatives as well as libertarians and sort of traditional economic conservatives. Both parts of these, I think, are important to the Republican coalition. The problem is that the religious right moved away from its roots, which was to say, keep government out of our lives so that we can teach our values to our children, to a position where they say, now we want to use government for our own means. That threatens to break up the coalition. 
yes, you need to keep the social conservatives in the conservative movement, but you can't lose the libertarians either. If you throw them out of the conservative movement, if you no longer have any room for economic conservatives, that bird's not going to fly with that wing only either. But perhaps these two groups, the libertarians and the religious right, are somehow fundamentally incompatible within the same coalition. What do you think? Well, they've managed to work together in the past. You had fusionism, that Frank Myers coined that term, or William F. Buckley, National Review, came together under Goldwater, came together under Reagan, and even in the original Republican Revolution of 1996. It's shifted now. But importantly, we should know that big government conservatives aren't true to either social conservatives or economic conservatives. They've sort of abandoned the entire idea of limited government towards this idea of using big government for their own purposes. So now would you say that the conservative coalition has broken up? I think that big government conservatism represents a unique threat to the conservative coalition. It is pitting social conservatives and economic conservatives and traditional conservatives against each other. I think people who belong to all these philosophies need to recognize the threat from big government conservatism, return to the Goldwater-Reagan roots of the conservative movement, idea of limited government, federalism, things taking place at the local level. Sure, there'll always be disagreements within the conservative movement. Certainly my view of what drug policy will be very different than, say, a social conservative's view of drug policy. But all of us always believe that that was a matter for local government, not something for an overwhelming federal government. None of us would have accepted a massive federal takeover of the education system or the largest new entitlement program since the Great Society. What should conservatives do moving forward in order to avoid the kinds of defeats in 2008 that they suffered this past November? Well, I think conservatives are going to have to look back to their roots, look back to Goldwater, look back to Reagan, get back to the idea of limited government. I think that if they can get back to the principles of federalism, of limited government, of less government spending, of less government intrusion in people's lives, I think that is something that the American people will rally to. Polls show the American people still want smaller government. Unfortunately, the polls also show that on election night last November, the people believed that the Republican Party was now the party of big government. The majority of support for the Cato Institute's work comes from individuals, and Cato depends solely on tax-deductible contributions to provide the public with a wealth of free resources, including this podcast. We hope you'll consider supporting or even joining Cato. For information, please go to www.cato.org.